Ephesians 2. Let's start with verse 19. Great to have our guests in the house. And for a summer, y'all, look around. There's a lot of people in this house. And the kids all gone. And me and Lizzie are up here. Ephesians 2. Verse 19, now therefore you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. That's the church. You're no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. That's the church. Having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, in whom the whole building being fitted together, this is an, an allegory, it's, 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 it's a picture of the church, uh, growing into a holy temple in the Lord in whom you also are being built together for a dwelling place of God in the Spirit. Again, this is the church. It's a metaphor. The church. Ephesians 3, verse 9. Look with me to Ephesians 3, the next chapter, verse 9. I'll skip around here. Verse 10. To the intent that now the manifold wisdom of God, the multifaceted wisdom of God, might be made known by the church to the principalities and powers in the heavenly places. I mean, to the demonic world, the wisdom of God is made known by the church. Uh, Look at verse 15. From whom the whole family, the whole church family in heaven and earth is named, that He would grant you the church according to the riches of His glory to be strengthened with might through His Spirit in the inner man that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith that you, the the church, being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints of the church what is the width and length and depth and height to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge that you, the, the church, everybody say the church, may be filled with all the fullness of God the power of that statement now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we the church ask or think according to the power that works in us the church to him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations I'm glad this is not for the old this is not just for the young This is for all the generations, forever and ever. Amen. And I would like to preach a message entitled, The New Normal. Let's just ask the Lord right now to be with us. Father, I pray that you would anoint me to speak, anoint us to hear. Speak a word to us, God. Challenge us in our thinking, and for this we give you praise. In Jesus' name, everybody say amen. The new normal, according to Oxford, the Oxford Dictionary, normal means conformed to a standard, usual, typical, or expected. At LifePoint, we've had a standard, a usual, typical, and expected way of doing church. Sunday at 10 a.m., that's been our normal But on September 9th of this year, we're going to launch a new normal. You just heard about it. Two options, 9 and 1045. It's going to be fun. And it's going to 
shrink and grow and fill up again. It's going to be a great time. We're going to have a blast. But I'm not just talking about the times that we gather. I'm talking about what we should expect when we do gather. The power that we should expect to be manifested in this house when we gather together. In our world, the normal, standard, usual, typical, expected way of doing church is like this. Dead, dry, and I'm not trying to be critical, I'm just trying to be real. Formal, boring, powerless, ritualistic, religious, Bible language is like this, twice dead, plucked up by the roots. Now, there's been some who've tried to enhance the experience, so it's kind of like maybe fun, but still dry in modern church. Informal, entertaining, but still powerless. Casual, but still just as religious. Cool, but still twice dead and plucked up by the roots. But church, God is calling us to a new normal, and He has been for some time, where church is filled with an incredible revelation of the height and depth and breadth of the love of the Father who is wanting to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think by the power that dwells in the Spirit. God is calling us to a new normal of a flow in the Spirit where the needs of people are met supernaturally. Come on, somebody say amen. It's a new normal, and it's an expectancy, a new level of faith where we expect exceedingly, abundantly. Those words are stunning. Exceedingly, abundantly. The Amplified Bible puts it like this. Now to him who is able to carry out his purpose, he is able to carry out his purpose and do super abundantly more than all we dare ask or think infinitely beyond our greatest prayers, hopes, or dreams according to his power that is at work within us. Listen, our vision of church has been too small. And I don't mean numerically. Our vision of church has been too small. And it's time for us to take off the limits and begin to expect a new normal. Where God shows up, God shows out. The saints are filled with faith and expectancy and they're not afraid to flow. Fear has dominated the modern church and the modern believer The devil has put a governor on our faith. The the devil has put a governor on the way we do church. We're afraid to lay hands on people. We're afraid to speak in faith to people. And so we cower back. I'm telling you, that's not of God. That's the devil. And the devil is a liar. He knows if the church ever awakens to the power that is within us, anything is possible. Every mountain can be moved. The addict can be set free. The, the, The alcoholic can be set free. Marriages can be restored. People can be healed. We've got to get over the fear and into the faith. Look at your neighbor and say, you've got to get over the fear. And tell them, you've got to get into the faith. We've got to take off the limits. I was talking to Milton Lede 
I got to turn this thing off over here. It's driving me up the wall. Y'all probably can't hear it, but there you go. I was talking to Milton Lede the other day. You know, we're knocking out walls. You see that? We're trying to make room in the lobby out here. So when we flip the room in September, we got some space to hang, right? So we got to clean up in here after first service. We're going to go to a second service. We're going to make some room. So here's the deal. I was talking to Milton Lede, and we're trying to find a place to talk. And that office is now open. We've, like, gotten rid of all the offices up there. We have no rooms. So we got this big room trying to get this conversation, trying to get a little, uh, a little noise level down, a little privacy. So we end up in this hall over here. And Milton said, I've been wanting to talk to you, Pastor, about a dream I had. And, and he had a dream. He saw men in the church putting on flying equipment. And I, I tried to get the specifics. He's like, well, you know, just artificial means of flying. You know, like jet packs is what I'm thinking, wings. And, 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 and Milton said, I, I kept saying, that's, that's, not, that's not what we need. We don't need. We don't need that. We don't need that stuff to fly. You just fly. And Milton said, then I just started flying. I was like, no, we don't need all that stuff to fly. You just fly. And he said, I just started flying. I love flying dreams. Personally, you know, I'm just saying I love flying dreams. And, and Milton just started to fly. He said, we don't need that. that stuff. I took from that, and I told him right there, too many times the church has leaned on natural means of getting to a supernatural result. We've leaned on the arm of the flesh rather than on the Holy Spirit, on the Holy Ghost. And church, that exceeding abundantly power is at work within us, meaning the same power that moved over the face of the deep, that same power that took the word when God said and made everything that is, that same power that raised Jesus from the dead, that same power is at work in the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we don't need artificial means when we have the genuine article in here. If you've been filled with Christ, you've been filled with the Holy Spirit, you've been filled with the power of the living God that changes things. I'm going to remind you, it's not our fancy lights and signs and Stratocasters and Les Pauls and keyboards and B3s and Ludwig drums. It's not our good looks it's not our media presentations. It's not by might. It's not by power. But it is by my spirit, says the Lord. You hear what I'm saying? God wants to show out in this house. It's the new normal. Now listen, we're fishing. We're fishing for people. We're going to use baits. We're going to use lures. We want nice signs. We want good presentation. We're, we're going we're gonna to feed. You know, it's not even fair what some of y'all do to those poor deer out there in the woods you you go and you get all this feed and deer cocaine you, you get them hooked on this stuff and and the poor fellas the poor girls they they you can't resist they they come to your stand because you've baited them and lured them and then you blow them away now we're not trying to blow away guests you hear what i'm saying but we are trying to we want the holy spirit to blow them away and get rid of all the bad and the and the the evil and, and do a great powerful good work in their lives we are trying to get people in the house but lest we ever forget it is not our stuff that does the work it is god working in us that does the work come on give him some praise right now Aaron came up to me after First Monday prayer, which are awesome. If you've never been to First Monday prayer, you need to go. We have communion. It's awesome. 
And he said, Pastor, I don't know if this means anything to you, but tonight I, I just kind of had this, I kind of had this vision. I kind of saw this. He said, I saw the, the building, the, the roof of this building lift off. He said, it just, it just, it just came off. And, and he said something so powerful. He said, you can't fill something that's got a lid on it. Come on now. That's why some of us have never received what God's trying to give us. Some of us have a lid, and we can't receive the forgiveness that God is trying to get. We're like, I've been so bad. I've been so evil. I've made so many mistakes. I, I can't even believe I'm sitting here listening to this. I'm surprised the roof hadn't fallen in on me. You don't know. And they keep that lid over themselves. When if that individual would just open that lid and say, I realize I've done bad, but you're Good is better than my bad. Your blood is more powerful than my sin. He knows how to walk. If you take the lid off, you can receive. And, and, and Aaron was saying, I saw the, the, the lid come off. David remind, Aaron reminded me that David said, my cup runneth over. Listen, if you want more than enough, you got to take the lid off. Quit limiting the Holy One of Israel. He's got more. It's a new normal. He wants to do exceeding abundantly above all that you can ask or think according to the power that works in us. Now, the old normal of church has, has really been a, an abysmal failure, in my opinion. It's left people abandoned in a religious wasteland, generations wandering aimlessly in a religious desert, dry, barren, thirsty, directionless. The lost are never saved. The sick are never healed. The addict is never delivered. Broken hearts are never mended. That's the old normal. But Isaiah 43, 19 says, Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. There's a new normal that's about to spring forth here at Life Point. God is going to make a way in the wilderness. He's going to make rivers flow in the desert. When people come in and they're directionless and they've wondered and they've been trying to find their way, there's going to be a river that breaks out. There's going to be a way that breaks out. They're going to see the path. They're going to know there's a way out of this wasteland and there's nourishment for my soul. That's the new normal that the Lord is wanting to bring into this house at Life Point Church. You hear me? He knows how to do it. He said, I will do a new thing and it's going to happen here. Here's the deal. Jesus died was buried, rose again, is exalted and seated at the right hand of the Father, waiting, expecting until His enemies be made His footstool. We are the body of Christ, and we are seated together with Him in heavenly places, far above all powers and principalities. I'm giving you a word right here. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I'm giving you word. He did all that. He's placed us here. I want to tell you something. The enemy is under your feet. You don't get it. I'm going to say it again. Jesus died, was buried, rose again, is exalted and seated at the right hand of the Father, waiting, expecting until his enemies be made his footstool. We are the body of Christ. We are seated together with him 
in heavenly places, far above all powers and principalities. And I want to tell you, the enemy is under our feet. The manifold wisdom of God is made known through the church to the powers that be that there's a new sheriff in town. There is a church filled with authority and power. And it's time for the church to take its place and to be the church that he's called us to be and to seize this moment and this opportunity to walk in our calling. Come on, give him some praise. Can you do it? What are you saying, Donovan? I'm telling you, when sickness rises up, we've got to stand in faith. When a spirit of infirmity comes against us, we have to boldly declare, by his stripes, I am healed in the name of Jesus. When lack is looming, we have to boldly declare, I have given It is given back unto me, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. My God shall supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. When we fall, when we sin, and the accuser sets up shop in our mind, we have to boldly declare, he is faithful and just to forgive me of my sins and to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Anytime, every time the enemy attacks, we have to boldly declare, no weapon that is formed against me. I'm in this covenant, baby, and I've got protection. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against him. That's the new normal, and we got to learn to walk in it 24-7, 365 days a year. So, so we've got to get sick and tired of being sick and tired. The enemy taking advantage of us in our shortcomings. I never, I've never done anything for the Lord that I was qualified to do. I've never been delivered, healed. I wasn't saved. None of that because I was qualified. I've never started churches, I've never preached, never taught Bible studies because I was qualified. I did all of that because he was gracious. And he said, you can do it, son. I'm going to wash you clean. Get back up, son. Get back up. Look to me. Look to me. Look to the cross. Understand the good I did in Christ is greater than the bad the devil did in Adam. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. You can do all things through me. I'm going to give you the strength. I can do exceedingly abundantly above all you can ask according to the power that works in you. You can do what he's called you to do. We can do this. That fear has to be swept aside by faith. I remember the first time I realized, and I'm coming to a close, that God wanted to fill people with his power. Because that's what the baptism of the Holy Spirit's about. Christ in you, the hope of glory. The baptism of the Holy Spirit. God wants to fill every one of us with his power. The first time I realized this, I was probably 10 or 11 years old. I was at youth camp. Guess where it was? Just a kid from Tioga. And we had this awesome camp service. And 
there was this kid, Philip. He had prayed for the Holy Ghost, and, and he, he wasn't satisfied, didn't get it, didn't receive, didn't speak in tongues. He was, he was kind of disappointed. But we were kids, and, you know, church was over, so we went and paid, played tetherball. You know? Back in the day, it was tetherball. I told you about it. You know, I'd, I'd dress up for church as a kid because that's the way my mama made me dress. And so I'd wear a suit. It was a leisure suit. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was a leisure suit, right? And uh, I'd put that bad boy on, and, and I'd go to church. And, then, you know, when church was over, I'd go play tetherball. Randy, I'd go play tetherball. And, and, you know, it's the pole, the ball. And so it, it's 110 degrees. But I played tetherball until I was drenched in sweat. And, you know, and I had I always had a girlfriend, you know. That's the way I rolled, you know what I'm saying. I'm, I'm just saying. I had my girlfriend hold my Frito pie in my jacket <laughs> while I sweated. And I, I wore an ace bandage on my hand. In case I hit the knot, you know, it's kind of cool as a thing, you know, you wear an ace bandage, and I wear that ace bandage, you know, I was, I was, I was awesome, and um, so, uh, so I, I'm playing tetherball, eating a Frito pie, hanging out, and then uh, somehow I, I was walking away, I don't, I don't know, maybe I got in a fight with my girlfriend, maybe I lost a tetherball game and got depressed, but I was walking away, and I was looking up at a clear sky, on a hot Louisiana night, and I could see all these stars. And I was looking, and the Lord just impressed me. He said, if Philip would just pray again, I will fill him with my spirit. I was a kid. I was innocent, naive, not jaded. I didn't have an argument for God. You know, well, you know, people don't speak in tongues anymore. You know, did all that ceased? And I, I didn't have argument. I, I, I believed it. But I wasn't jaded, and and so I just thought, well, man, I need to tell somebody. So I, I found my cousin Randy Russell. I said, Randy, the Lord just spoke to me, I think, and said, if Philip will pray again, I'll, I'll fill him with the Holy Ghost. And the next thing I knew, that after I told Randy that, I, I, I was a kid. I, I forgot about it. I went off eating my Frito pie, made up with my girlfriend, probably playing some more tetherball. And, and the next thing I knew when I went back to the dorm, there was a, a ruckus going on in our dorm, and, and it was a bunch of kids that were praying and seeking God, and God was moving, not in the tabernacle with the music blaring and, and somebody cheerleading, but it was in our dorm with just a few boys and a, an adult or two. And before it was over, the presence of the Lord swept into that dorm in such a powerful, mighty, just, just sim simple way. And I, not only was Philip, but a bunch of us were were speaking in tongues as the Spirit gave the utterance, and the Lord just moved throughout that dorm. You, you know what I realize? It's the new normal. It's since Calvary, it is the Father's good pleasure to give us the kingdom, to give us the Holy Spirit. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. I'm telling you right now, God wants to fill you with the exceedingly abundantly above all we can ask or think kind of power Today, it's the new normal. It's a higher way of living, a higher way of thinking. It's an abundant life. I remember when Valerie and I first started traveling and preaching. We were, again, young and naive. 
and we bought a 1985 Jeep Cherokee. Now, this was in the 90s, and so it's older. It had tons of miles on it. It was a four-cylinder. This is back when Jeep was AMC, and AMC stunk. And it had this four-cylinder AMC motor in it, and it, and it had all kind of issues. But we thought we were so cool because that was like a yuppie mobile back in the 80s and 90s. We're kind of tail end of that, but we thought we were so cool, man, with the with the 85 Jeep Cherokee. But when you punched it, it was like, you know, there was nothing cool about it at all. And so we we had Caleb and Lizzie, Alexander wasn't even a thought yet, and, and we had a TV. So this big TV VCR, you know, that was about, you know, the size of that drum cage over there, and uh, it was huge. And we and it, but we we had it where you could plug. Those were new. You had that adapter. You could plug it in to one of those adapters and uh, play a VCR. So we had a car seat on on uh, either side of the the two back seats, and Caleb was in one, Lizzie was in another, and we had this gigantic uh, VCR, and and uh, they would watch they would watch videos and you know and it was hilarious. And we were like strutting. We were just awesome in this Jeep. And we had preached over in Mobile, Alabama, Sarah Land, Alabama. And we were we were leaving Sarah Land. We had been there about a week preaching, and they had paid us good. And, and uh, when I say good, it was enough to pay our bills, put some gas in the vehicle, uh, and maybe get eat a little bit and go to the next place we were preaching. So good. That's a relative term. And so we, uh, we left there. We were, we were headed to our next revival. We were fresh back in church. We were all excited. God was doing great things in our ministry, man. We, we got an 85 Jeep Cherokee. We got a built-in VCR, sort of, you know. And like we thought we were all that. And we're trucking down uh, around Mobile. And it's 115 degrees down there at the bay, just so hot, man, humid. And, and I see my needle, my needle, my, my thermostat. It didn't have needles. It had dummy light. My light comes on like, you're overheating. And then I'm like, oh, no. And then, like, uh, the smoke starts pouring out of the, the hood. I'm like, oh, no, no, this can't be happening. And so then we're so cool. We're on the side of the road. Hood's raised. Smoke's bellowing out. I got kids back here. You know, we're, it's hot. It's miserable. Y'all might not realize it, but I'm not that mechanically inclined. It's not my thing, right? And I, I can check the oil. I can check the, you know, the fluids and whatnot. I can do a few things. But I, it's not my thing. And so I'm looking at it like, holy cow, I have no money. I have no credit cards. Uh, I'm like, what are we going to do? But here's what I'm saying. Valerie and I were trying to follow the will of God to the best of our ability, follow after the purpose of God. Like It was a new normal for us. We had been called out of darkness into this marvelous light. We are just trying to tell people about how good Jesus was. And, and we felt like God called us to do this, so we stepped out and we were doing it. It was a new normal. And so here I am on the side of the road. And there's a, I'm on the side of the interstate, and there's a service road over here, and a man, and I'm not, not kidding, in a probably a 1950-something wrecker, a, a car hauler, a wrecker, he's on the service road, and he sees me, and there's a fence between us, and he yells out. Now listen, he, he, I think he's from the islands from his accent, he's kind of a big fella, and uh he he's uh, he's bald, if I remember right. Uh, 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 I, I, but he's and he has no shirt on. And he says, 
hey, man. And I'm like, I didn't even see him at first. Like, me? Hey, man, you need some help. I said, yeah. He's like, I'll be right there. And But next thing I know, he pulls up. And he says, well, well, what you have is you have a, it's a thermostat. He's like, let me look and see. And he goes back and he's like, he's messing in his truck. He comes back. He puts a thermostat in our Jeep right there on the side of the road, gives us some fluid, gets it all settled. He said, you okay, man? I said, yeah, what do I owe you? He's like, you don't owe me nothing, man. I've been sent here to help you, man. That's what I want to do. I just want to help you. And he drove off, and I never saw him again. I thought maybe he's an angel, but I'm like, angels wear shirts, don't they? Like, I don't know. But I do know God sent that man. I'm telling you, the Lord knows right where you are. He knows the trouble that you're facing. He knows how to get the help that you need right to where you are. I serve a God who is able to do exceeding abundantly. Above all, we can ask or think. Cancer is not too bad of a diagnosis. Bankruptcy is not too bad of a situation. Legal trouble, none of it. I serve a God. Stand with me right now and give him praise. It is my new normal. It is your new normal. This is our new normal. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We've got to take the lid off. We don't have to lean on the arm of the flesh. Anything is possible. Mountains can move. Needs can be met. Sicknesses can be healed. My God is able. Hallelujah. I'm telling you that cross, y'all, was more effective than us living way down here. It wants to fill us, empower us, meet our needs. I'm in a covenant that is stronger than any covenant that's ever been made on the face of the earth or in the heavens above. It's this new and living covenant sealed in the blood of my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Anything is possible. Church has been so dumbed down. Expectations have been set so low when our God is so high and lifted up and His word is sure and His covenant It's grand, it's strong, it's powerful. So we boldly come into the throne room to make our needs known to a compassionate God who's moved by the feelings of our weaknesses, infirmities, who wants to supply your every need. Somehow we've got to retrain our thinking when the doctor gives you that bad report. Oh, we found a cyst here. Oh, we found this. Instead of going to the worst case scenario. Oh my God, this is going to happen and this is going to happen and this is going to and then, And then I didn't have enough insurance and blah, blah, blah. And our first thought needs to go. I hear what you're saying. But oh, I have a Savior who is able to do exceeding abundantly. Doctor, I hear what you're saying, and I respect your opinion. I hear what you're saying, but I know a great physician. He's my friend. He's my God. He's my Savior. He reached down. You don't understand. He reached down and picked me up when when I was unlovable, and he said, I'm going to give you all things that pertain to life and confidence. Christianity is not a game. It's relationship. 
And that's even cliche. It's not just relationship. It's covenant relationship. There are sworn oaths on God's side backing up His word. If you will, I will. If you'll only believe, all things are possible. Amen. Would you bow your head with me right now? Father, I thank you so much for your faithfulness and your goodness. Somebody is waking up to a new normal. Somebody's going to take the lid off. Somebody's going to realize I don't have to manufacture some way to bring about this supernatural help. I'm just going to lean hard in faith on Jesus. I'm going to trust you, Lord. I'm going to let your words guide me and lead me and become part of my vocabulary, part of my warfare, that sword of the Spirit. I'm going to stand on it. I'm not backing down. Greater things are possible. Greater than he that's in me is greater than he that's in the world. I give you praise for that, Lord. I'm trusting you for that. That's what somebody's praying right now. Somebody's believing that. Somebody's starting to believe there is a new normal. Devil, you're a liar. I don't have to die the way I've been living. I can break out of this generational situation. God can do great things in my life. God can move in my kids and my family. God can save my husband. God can save my wife. God can save my children. God can give me that better job. God can make a way where there seems to be no way. Devil, you're a liar. I feel a challenge in the Spirit. I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit is challenging you to take the lid off. Come on, sir. Take the lid off. I'm talking to you, ma'am. Take the lid off. Anything. It's a new normal. It's a new normal. 